You're listening to SpursCast, episode 493. My name is Paul Garcia, and I am the host of SpursCast. I'm going solo for this episode just because of the timing. It's a weekend. Uh, pretty hard to get some guests aligned on the weekends. It's a little bit easier to, to record things and, and get a schedule going on the uh, weekdays. So, um, you know, this is going to be a quick episode. It shouldn't be too long. Uh, discussing the Spurs' Game 3 loss to the Warriors, where they've fallen behind 0-3 in the series, and uh, previewing Game 4 coming up on Sunday. Uh, obviously, before before uh, I begin the episode uh, discussing the basketball part of it, you do have to to um, we have to discuss what happened on uh, this past week. You know, unfortunately for Coach Pop and his family. Uh, on Wednesday, I got an email from the Spurs. It just said Spurs statement. I was I was thinking it was going to be something about Kawhi, maybe saying like you know he's out. He's because his team hasn't officially said he's out for the season just yet. I mean, for the playoffs just yet, officially, even though we kind of know he is uh, through the rumors and reports. So I thought maybe hey, it was something about Kawhi or something with the player. I didn't think it was going to be anything. Um, you know, on the level that that it was, and but unfortunately, it, it did say that Coach Pop's wife, Erin Popovich, did pass away on Wednesday. Um, they were married for four decades. They had two children and two grandchildren. So obviously, you've seen the um, <clears throat> the outpouring of love and support from the NBA community, um, whether it's media, whether it's players, um, coaches. I mean, fans. I mean, that's the thing about the NBA. We're all like a family where everybody just comes together in a moment like this. And so it, it was really unfortunate with the circumstances that uh, that the Popovich family has ha- had to go through through but uh, you do see the, the the rally and the support behind them so Wednesday coach Popovich's wife passed away on Thursday um R.C. Buford the Spurs general manager Monty Ginobili and Tony Parker addressed the media um and you know they were very emotional They're, they've been basically out of that oh, that trio they've been closer to Pop and his wife so so they obviously knew, knew them um knew, knew Miss Popovich on a personal level more so than maybe some of the recent Spurs players uh that are currently on the roster so they addressed the media on Thursday uh Thursday night the Spurs had a play game three at home against the Warriors. Um, Coach Messina didn't have to address the media before the game. Uh, you know, and the Spurs, they fought again against the Warriors, uh, kind of went into halftime only down by six points. Third quarter, you know, Golden State eventually started pulling away a little bit. They went up by 16 with 30 seconds left. In the fourth quarter, the Spurs fell down by 17 with about seven minutes left in the game, and that was pretty much ball game. You knew they weren't going to come back. They just didn't have the firepower of San Antonio. So the Warriors pick up a Game 3 win, uh, 110-97. So they're now up 3-0 in the series. means that if the Spurs lose one more game, they are going to be out of the playoffs. Uh, if not, you know, they can try to keep the series alive as long as possible. The unfortunate thing is that even if the Spurs can get a win on, on a Sunday and they extend the series, there's also a chance Steph Curry comes back pretty soon. Uh, the Warriors have gotten some positive news about him and his reevaluation on his um on his injury and he's actually out there shooting. I was at the game and he was out there on the court shooting with one of the assistant coaches for the Warriors. So Steph looks like he's getting ready to come back pretty soon in the event that this series uh, goes a little bit longer. So let's go ahead and break down uh, game three in detail. Um, so again, Golden State wins 110-97. Uh, Kevin, let's go ahead and talk about the Spurs' defense first. Uh, Kevin Durant finishes with 26 points, uh, 53% shooting from the floor. Klay Thompson gets active again in the second half, 19 points, uh, 50% shooting. Off the bench, Sean Livingston gave the Warriors 16 points. Um, Quinn Cook also gave them t- 12. Andre Godala with 10, and then Draymond Green also with 10. Um, you know, again, this just comes down to the Spurs just not having the firepower to keep up with Golden State with Kawhi Leonard out of this series. Um, you know, so some notes I wrote down for the Spurs. Um on defense, you know, make Iggy beat you, make Draymond Green beat you, and they kind of did. Uh, you know, Draymond went two of five from three. He had that one three where Danny Green basically uh, left him wide open, and he and he, he made the three, 
and then uh, he was basically talking a lot of a lot of mess back to Danny Green after that possession. Uh, Iggy shot one of five, so again you have to live with those numbers, but they're just so so, so such good playmakers. You know, Draymond had that really nice um, fake give and go where he went down and just dunked it. Uh, he sees different passing angles. Iguodala kind of penetrates and feeds uh, players. Even Javale McGee's uh, had some pretty good passes on on the cut. So. I mean, they just, it's not just about having Duran and, and Thompson for the, the Warriors. It's, it's also that their other players, they have, they have such good passing and, and, um, and ball movement technique. And you saw that as they finished with 26 assists. Um, another note I, I wrote for the Spurs uh, defense was uh, that I noted, uh, you know, they uh, immediately, Clay, they attacked Patty Mills on defense because of the mismatch in height with Clay Thompson. So uh, the Spurs, again, let Patty guard Clay, and, and right away the Warriors trying to post him and got the ball moving, got, got San Antonio's defense shifting. Um, and then the Spurs had some miscommunication errors whenever uh, Clay and KD were setting some pin down screen actions for each other. Um, so I mean, it's again, it's tough for the for this Spurs defense to to limit these Warriors. The Warriors scored over over twenty five points in every quarter, um, and you know San Antonio kept pace with them, like I mentioned, for two quarters. But then eventually Golden State just got away in the second half, which is kind of what we've been seeing in the series. Um, look, moving over to the Spurs is. Uh, part on offense kind of the same thing as as last a few games uh lamarcus Aldridge, their leading scorer 18 points 60 percent shooting six of ten but the thing is he only got 10 shots and there's a reason for that uh the warriors defense just swarmed him all night they were even almost trapping him whenever he get the ball in a post up like in the deep corner they, they just trap him so lamarcus really couldn't even take any shots he got very few one-on-one plays against any kind of warriors defense it was always two or three defenders around him even before he even caught the ball they constantly had players swarming in and out and when we get to the Spurs' three-point shooting, there's a reason for that. Uh, to help out Aldridge off the bench, Tony Parker came alive with this one with 16 points. Um, you know, a lot of people, because Tony Tony had addressed the media the morning before, you know, regarding Popovich's wife, and he had said that she was almost like a second mother to him. So Tony was obviously very close to, to Mrs. Popovich. And, um, you know, a lot of us in the media thought that maybe that was part of, like, him just kind of putting his all in for, for, this, for this game because he wanted to, you know, try to win this one for Pop. Maybe he did. Uh, but he said really after the game, uh, you know, when he addressed the media was that uh, he really he really feels like he played well because he got the minutes. He played 17 minutes in this one. You know, he's been a non-shooter as, as um, in, in this series along with Kyle Anderson and DeJounte Murray. So in this instance, the Spurs needed his offense and he he came very aggressive, especially in the second quarter, um, you know, going on to almost into halftime. He had 10 points in the second half. He put up six. So that's kind of a positive for the Spurs that Parker hopefully broke out of his, out of his, um, you know, what Manu called his funk where he just hasn't had the confidence, especially with not playing that many minutes. So, you know, if they're going to give him like 15 to 17 minutes in the next game, then, and he shows that kind of aggressive aggressiveness right from the get go. That's obviously a positive for San Antonio. Um, Patty Mills, again, one of the, one of the Spurs is um, top, top scores, 14 points, uh, starting at the two. And then Rudy Gay started again at the four and he had 11 points. And then outside of that, the Spurs didn't have many other players in double digits. Uh, some offensive notes I wrote for the Spurs after rewatching the film. Um, again, the, the, the Warriors completely abandoned DeJounte Murray. This time they put Draymond Green on him for the majority of the game when he played in the game. And Murray did go one of one from three and he, but it was a corner contested three. But, uh, you know, you could just tell that the, the Warriors just don't respect his outside shot because they're constantly just using, uh, when he's on the floor, they're using that as a weapon for their defense to double-team Aldridge and set those those traps on Aldridge. So Murray, you know, can't get that many minutes. He only played 16 minutes um, because of the, because of his lack of shooting ability. Um, you know, as I wrote, as, as I mentioned, I mean, uh, the Warriors sent out a lot of double-teams toward Aldridge, different kind of coverages. Um, they gave the Spurs a bunch of threes. Um, they left them basically wide open for threes. Um what else did I write here? Uh, yeah, always have two or three defenders. Parker wasn't hesitant. Um, Messina had um, 
was it? Oh, one thing Messina did, Coach Messina, because he was in charge uh, since Pop wasn't there, uh, was uh, he had Rudy Gay. He actually staggered the minutes in the first half of Rudy Gay and LaMarcus so that when the second quarter started, uh, Rudy Gay was there for the Spurs. Uh, but, you know, that was when Tony Parker kind of took over. Uh, but P- Parker was aggressive going going at Quinn Cook. Uh, another player that the, the Warriors' defense completely abandoned was Kyle Anderson. They, you know, they just they just left him wide open. They're kind of treating him like Murray. Uh, and Kyle did take a corner three, and he missed that, that one attempt. Uh, we actually had two attempts, but he, he missed that one. Um, and then one thing I noticed was that a lot of the, the Spurs' threes were short. It's not like they were just completely missing or overshooting. It was like almost like every single shot from every from all different players were short. Like it would just rim, hit the front of the rim. And, and I'm going to go into some data, but that that might be telling you something about some tired legs out on the floor. Uh, I wrote that Mills had, had a pretty good sh- shooting um that three off the screen. He, he did go two of seven from three, but coming off the screen with that pull-up three, that was pretty good for him. Um, so let's go ahead and get into some adjustments heading into game four. I mean, there's not, personnel-wise, there's not many the Spurs can make. Um, you know, I put, for the first one, I put live with others beating you. What, what I mean by others by the Warriors is guys like Draymond, Iguodala, you know, Livingston, those kind of guys, David West, Quinn Cook. You just have to live with giving some of those players outside open shots and seeing if they're going to make plays or not. Uh, and then I wrote again, just like kind of what I've been writing, um, discussing on the on the last few Spurs casts with my guests, uh, were just kind of trying to limit Clay Thompson as much as possible. You know, Kevin Durant. There's no one on the Spurs outside of Kawhi Leonard who's, who's who we know is not coming back for the series, who is going to stop Kevin Durant. You could just got to live with him playing him one on one. You know, if he makes his 15 foot his 15 foot jumper, his three pointers gets the free throw. You just got to live with that. Try not to foul him. Um, you know, just try to get a hand in his face. That's it. The, guy, the, the ball is probably going to go in most of the time, like we saw in this game. It went in 53% of the time. So there's not really much you can do about KD. You have to try, though. I, I know Clay's an amazing player. He's an, he's an all-star. But you have to try your best to try to, to make his, his life as difficult as possible out there and not let him go off. And, and that's kind of what we've seen is that the Spurs continue to have Patty Mills guard him. Um, and if not, if Patty's not on him, they'll try to get that switch with Clay. And, and it's not Patty's fault. You know, he's just he's just undersized for this matchup. And Clay right away goes into the post, kind of uses a lot of screen action to get away from Mills to get wide open shots. Um, and so I just feel like maybe they got to try either maybe putting Danny Green on him right at the beginning, DeJounte Murray. I know a lot of fans have wanted Derek White to get some minutes. You know, he's 6'5", probably might be able to defend Clay a little bit better. But the problem there is that you need Patty scoring, so I doubt that would happen because uh, so, you got to have Patty on the floor on the opposite end. But there's got to be something more maybe they can try to do with, with Clay. It's obviously very tough because uh, of all his, his. It's not just he's he's such a good player because he works without the ball most of the time in his hands. So so he it's very confusing for your defense. You, you might you might break one of his screens, one of his um, pin down screens, and and execute it well. But then he'll he'll go on the opposite side and try to do the same thing. And then there's your defense just broke down, and he got himself a wide open shot, or he could slip a pass to one of his teammates, rolling to the rim. I mean, outside of that, I mean, there's just not much the Spurs defense can do with the personnel they have on the floor from what it looks like right now. Uh, looking at some adjustments for the Spurs' offense heading into game four, you know, it sounds easier than it is, but just make shots. I mean, it, the, the ball's just not going in the hoop, and the Warriors are giving them shots. Here's some stats for you just to, to show you how much the Spurs' three-point shooting has just really uh, been, been an issue for them in this series. Uh, in the entire series through three games, the Spurs have made only 23s out of 83. So they've they're, they've shot 20 of 83 from three, 24%. Uh, I mean that's that, that's obviously that's a, that's an issue right there. Patty Mills is the only player on the roster to make more than three three pointers in the series. 
So Patty's shooting 6 of 18, 33%, and he's their best shooter right now in this series. Nobody else has even made over three. And that's and we're talking guys like guys like that are known for shooting, like Davis Bertans is shooting like 14% of the series. I mean, there's just the ball's just not going in for the, for any, any of the Spurs' as players. Um according to Second Spectrum Sports, the Spurs on wide open threes. So this is when your defender is six feet away from you. He's giving you the shot. The Spurs are 9 of 44 on wide open threes in the series. That's 20.5%. 20.5. So, I mean, you see the Warriors' game plan. We're going to let we're going to leave you open. Make wide open threes because we don't believe you can. And since you can't, we're going to be making Lamarcus Aldridge's life as tough as possible. So, you see that the Warriors are allowed to double Lamarcus or triple team him or just keep defenders all around his area because these guys, the Spurs can't knock down threes until the Spurs start shooting a respectable percentage from three. Uh, it's just, it's just not going to happen. I mean, they're, they're going to be, keep, they're going to leave them wide open. The, the Warriors, I looked at their stats, the Spurs, 53% of their, their three pointers have been wide open so far in this series. 53% have been wide open and they're only shooting 21% basically on wide open. And I did mention how, how a lot of the Spurs shots in game three look like they were short. And it was always like kind of just clanking the front of the rim. I actually went back and looked at the percentages and the Spurs' three-point shooting. After January, they were shooting 36% by, by month basically for, for most of the season. But after January from February, March, April, it just started tanking downward toward the 33% range. So, so this isn't just a playoff issue. This is something where these guys, you know, it, it took a lot to make the playoffs. You know, you saw that they had one of the toughest schedules. I think back right after All-Star break, we had mentioned how, how they were going to be having almost all playoff teams except for like four or five down the road. So you, you have to wonder if playing that difficult schedule and getting into the playoffs has maybe had some, some sort of um, sap their energy, especially in their legs, which, which is where you kind of see when, when you have tired legs, which is when your threes, your threes aren't going over the rim or they're not just, um, you know, just rimming, not just like swirling in and out. It's just they're completely just hitting the front of the rim. They just don't have the legs, whether it's a spot-up shot, a pull-up shot, the, the, the guys, everybody. It's not, just, it's not just one or two players. It's like the entire roster that shoot threes. Their legs just aren't there. So, so you do have to wonder, since that, that, that percentage started declining back in February, if this is an issue of the Spurs of, of um, you know stamina fatigue just finally catching up with them, maybe they're just they're, they're finally their, their gas tank is just running running on empty. And Pop had mentioned this back in March, I think in early March, he had said something around the, the lines of like we're just trying to stay keep our gas tank as full as possible because he could, Pop already could tell back then that the players were getting tired. I mean, and, and they still had almost a month to go in the season before the playoffs even began. So so you do have to wonder if um, maybe they're just getting tired. Their 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 energy level is almost out, and obviously without Kawhi. Leonard available for almost all season, basically. Um, this team was built around him and LaMarcus to have those two pieces as your, as your go-to pieces, and with one of them missing. And not only that, Kawhi was an MVP-level player a year ago. Um, you know, you're, see, you're seeing how tough it is for the Spurs, and even without Steph Curry in the series, the, the, this Spurs team still doesn't have the weapons on either end of the floor um, to, to really make Golden State pay and at least even try to get a win so far. Um, some other adjustments I wrote were... Um, you know, obviously I said make shots. That's, you know, that's just whether the ball goes in or not. I put maybe try and drive and, drive and kick more on LA doubles. So what that means is like when the Warriors send those, those the double or triple teams at Aldridge and he kicks out, instead of just passing out to another three-point shooter because it's probably going to be end up being a miss, why don't you? Just, why don't they just try driving in a little bit and kind of just opening things up? They had some good cuts. Uh, Rudy Gay had some good cuts in this game. 
And that's easier said than done, though, because the Warriors have obviously a lot of different lineups where they have a lot of length on the floor. So it's not it's not as easy to say, oh, hey, just go drive by a Warrior and get to the rim and, and make plays for your for your teammates. It's not that easy, but maybe the Spurs would just try try it as, as much as possible. Try that try that route rather than just um, kind of swinging the ball to an open shooter who's probably you know, right now the percentage says that that open shooter is only going to make it. Uh, two out of ten times. I mean, that that's how bad the, the percentages are for San Antonio. Last thing I put was, um, you know, maybe get another try, try to get another aggressive game from Tony Parker. That's always helpful, just to have some sort of scoring off the bench. And if Tony can come in right away and attack Quinn Cook or get the Warriors in pick and roll action and, and try to execute uh, and get to the foul line, that's obviously a plus for the Spurs. They need as much scoring as they can right now with with this series. When um, especially with with their best scorer, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge getting very few touches to shoot the ball because the Warriors' defense is just kind of constantly kind of hounding him and um, making him pass out to his teammates. Uh, so, you, again, those are just my the adjustments that I, I would – I mean, out of watching the film, it's very tough, tough for the Spurs right now in the series, like I mentioned. Um, I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll be right back. Thank you for listening to Spurs Cast, episode 493. My name is Paul Garcia. I'm going solo for this episode. Um, last topic, well, not really a topic, kind of just a preview. Um, the Up next is game four on Sunday. The tip-off is at 2.30 um, in San Antonio. Uh, predictions for, for game four. I mean, Vegas already has the Warriors expecting a sweep. Um, they, they, they have Warriors by six and a half. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go with Vegas here. I think that, you know, at the end of the day, no matter how, how hard, the Spurs are, you know, you can't knock the Spurs. They're they're hustling. They're diving for loose balls. You know they're 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 trying as hard as they can, putting forth the energy that they have. But talent wise, they're just not. Right now, it looks like they're not equal through three games with Golden State, and it's probably going to be the case for the fourth game as well. Where even the Warriors aren't playing their best. You know they were they were they were almost like the Spurs in the three point shooting department for for a good chunk of that game. They were shooting like one of twelve from three. But overall, they just have more playmakers. You know, guys that kind of cut cut to the rim. Um, you know, you got guy guy like Sean Livingston, who's just a master at that mid range jumper. That's where he gets all his points from. Then you know, at Clay can just go. He can, Clay might have like four points at halftime, and all of a sudden he, he ends up with like nineteen to like thirty because he can just explode in the second half. Um, and so overall, even without Steph Curry, the Warriors I feel just have way too many weapons for this Spurs team without Kawhi Leonard. And so I, I think that, based on my prediction, I think that the war, the series will probably end on Sunday uh, in Game 4. Thank you again for, to listening to SpursCast episode 493. Uh, if you're online, please visit uh, at Project Spurs on Twitter, at ATLeague underscore NBA, at the SpursCast, at Project Spurs Network. Visit us at ProjectSpurs.com, AnalyzingTheLeague.com, ProjectSpurs.net. And if you're on iTunes, please leave us a rating or review. Thank you. Have a great day. 